Welcome to Conversations on Cancer, brought to you by the Riverside Cancer Institute. Providing answers, debunking myths, and sharing patient stories. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking to Dr. Ashan Basha. Dr. Basha, thank you for joining us. And we're going to be talking about breast cancer today. And statistics say one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer, the general statistics that we've gotten. What's really the the one thing you would say to someone who's diagnosed, the most helpful tip you can give them right off the bat? Don't panic. Even though one in eight people have been diagnosed with breast cancer, overall, the number of people who survive it is higher than it's ever been. Treatments are improving. And the vast majority of people will survive and live on a relatively normal life. Oh, that's great news. Encouraging news. And the other things I've heard are certainly, as with all disease states, early detection is always best. So with that in mind, talk a little bit about what women should be thinking about and what ages should they really be thinking about their breast health? Sure. So... There actually had been some variability in the guidelines more recently between different organizations. There is American Cancer Society, there's the United States Preventive Task Force. But I think the one consistent thing is that for women generally between the ages of 50 to 75, they should get mammograms on a scheduled basis. Okay. My preference is generally to follow the ACS guidelines, which I think are more generous and more practical in many cases. The guidelines there are basically that once you start hitting the age of 45, as a woman, you should be getting initially yearly mammograms. And after a, period, a decade or so, you can decrease that if you wish, or you can continue at yearly um, mammograms. And until you're, as long as you're healthy, actually. So if with your general health, you and your physician believe you can live 10 more years or whatever, then keep on getting the mammograms. So as long as you feel healthy, you want to stay healthy. And that's, it. that's really the basic underlying thing. And to get mammograms. Now, there's variabilities if you have family history of breast cancer, if you have other risk factors that may be associated with breast cancer, and that may play a little part in it, but generally 45 till whenever you stop being healthy. Yeah. And I, I know I've heard 40. Is that something that changed from 45 is more the standard normal year that you would start getting in? Um, so 40 is, again, it depends on the organization. In general, the set guidelines are from 45. Between 40 and 45, they say, Basically, you should have an informed talk with your physician, which would be your primary care physician, actually, um, more than anything else, and come to an informed decision. Part of the reasoning behind that has been there's been concern about too many false positives and putting people through a lot of stress and anxiety. But again, if there's reason why you should, you should talk with your physician yeah. and give ideas. So as they say to all of us, always be kind of aware of what your body's doing. Generally, people think, no, when something's different about their body in some way. So I think we, we probably want to tell women that if they notice something different in their breast, that's the time to bring it up first, maybe to primary care provider. So you should know your body, okay? Just as a general rule, and that goes for men and women, in this case, obviously women. There's actually no recommendations to self-breast exam anymore, but just have an idea what your body normally feels like, whether it's once in a while in the shower, once in a while, whenever. And exactly, if you notice something that's different, you don't wait till your annual mammogram. You go to your doctor, communicate with the doctor, and take things from there. You know, they may recommend at that time to go ahead, do a mammogram, or they may reassure you everything's okay. So, yeah. You mentioned earlier, that upon first diagnosis, the first thing, don't panic. After that, what's the process that a woman would go through following a diagnosis and what should be on her mind in terms of questions to ask and things to kind of look out for? Sure. So the good news is most programs, including 
like Riverside here, if you get diagnosed through the best breast cancer screening program, there is a navigator who helps you. So one, they will help you connect with the right doctors, whether that doctor would be a surgeon or a medical oncologist like myself. Eventually, there'll be a team, but they'll get you to the right people, your navigator. In addition, you want to get, you want to get information from good sources. Mm-hmm. Don't just randomly Google. Yeah. Um, talk to people, but you know, don't necessarily listen to what everybody says. <laughs> a lot of people have different ideas about breast cancer, especially, you know, things used to be different. Things have changed now. Trusted sources that I look to are the Susan G. Coleman Breast Cancer Organization. They have great information and have people that are able to talk to. The American Cancer Society is a great place to do it. But again, that's, your physician is a good source of information. The Cancer Navigator that programs like Riverside provide is a great source of information and a guidance. So you don't have to panic. Sure. I, I would guess you'd also recommend, if, as for all of us, so many things as we're saying, really, everyone to keep in mind, general health, you know, keep weight, diet, exercise, all those kind of things are important, uh, particularly if you've been diagnosed with, with a disease, I would guess. Yeah. Yes. So both in terms of once you've been diagnosed, maintaining good health, maintaining activity, it helps you get through everything you, you're going to go through much better in terms of recovery, in terms of how you tolerate the treatment, everything like that. But it's also, there are quite a lot of suggestions that maintaining diet and exercise will reduce your risk of breast cancer in many ways. Specifically for breast cancer, there's theoretically that the leaner you are, the less estrogen your body makes. Increased estrogen exposure increases the risk of breast cancer. So both exercise and a good diet and being lean tend to reduce that risk somewhat. And then there's also suggestions not proven thing, but significant suggestions that healthy diet and exercise lead to an improved immune system, which helps reduce your risk for cancer. Yeah, positive things. Yeah. When we talk about treatment, really the, the treatment journey can vary uh, from patient to patient, radiation, chemo, surgery, all those things. Talk a little bit about what the possibilities might be for a patient. So, so one of the things I talked about, about not panicking, okay, even though we mentioned the, that one in eight women will end up being diagnosed with breast cancer, by going through breast cancer screening and general guidelines about being checked up on, overall, more breast cancers are found at an earlier stage when they're localized before they become much more widespread. So in many of those patients with early stage breast cancer, majority of time, what will happen is the cancer navigator will, or their primary care physician will direct them to, an, to a deal with breast cancer very regularly, who will examine patients and decide what kind of surgery can we offer. In the majority of women, we can offer breast conservation surgery where they're able to keep their breast and just have a lump taken out. In some cases, the surgeon may recommend a mastectomy where they remove the entire breast, but oftentimes they will try to fight to get a lumpectomy. And that may involve, at that point, getting a medical oncologist involved earlier on to do therapy that can shrink the tumor side down and make a lumpectomy more likely. Overall, breast cancer team and most for most women will involve the serine, the medical oncologist who will provide what's called systemic therapy, meaning therapy that goes through the body, whether it's in the form of hormones or anti-hormones or sometimes chemotherapy, and oftentimes the radiation oncologist working together in a team fashion um, where they discuss your case and then come up with a plan overall for managing that patient. Very good. As we wrap up, we kind of can end where we started, and that is your advice to a woman whose diagnosis, again, would be... Don't panic. Help is there. 
One of the reasons I got into oncology was my mom was diagnosed when I was in college. I was 1984. When I was getting ready to take my medical school entrance exams, she was going through breast cancer treatment. And interestingly, it turned out eventually in my training, I ended up being trained under the doctor who treated her. Not planned that way. That's how it ended up happening. And, uh, you know, looking back, that chemotherapy that my mom got, we never used anymore at all, but she's still alive over many years ago now, 45 years ago. Wonderful. That's, that's great to hear. Very good. Well, Dr. Bosch, we appreciate your time and thank you for the work you do. Thank you. Appreciate it.